Welcome to the Busy Pastor Podcast. If you're interested in leadership and ministry coaching, go to busypastor.org slash coaching. Join the Busy Pastor community today by going to busypastor.org, filling out the form, and you will receive more free resources, starting with our Fab Five resource, helping you determine the five things only you can do. Episode 36 of the Busy Pastor Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to all of our new listeners. Uh, my name is Greg Gibson. Here's my co-host, Trent Stewart, lead pastor at Foothills Church. Today we have a special guest with us uh, to continue our discussion on small groups, Pastor Landon Reynolds. Uh, welcome, man. Thanks for joining us. Excited to be here. And so what is your role here at Foothills Church? So for the past seven years, I've been serving in uh, next-gen family ministry world, uh, and I'm just now transitioning out of that, but I've been the next-gen pastor here and uh, been able to work with kids and students. Awesome, man. And Pastor Trent, you have, you've known him for a long time. Yes, so. I've known him since he was in middle school. He was in our student ministry at my uh, last church, and so I've been able to see God do some amazing things in his life and growth and leadership, and so happy to have him here at FC. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and so uh, the, the purpose of today's conversation, yes, is around small groups, but in particularly, we want to talk about leading student mm-hmm. ministry yeah. small groups. So there's a lot there's a lot of differences right absolutely tons uh, when it comes to uh adults and and student groups and so so let's talk right from the beginning about those mm-hmm. differences yeah so, so immediately what is different about leading a student ministry small group yeah than an adult group so like you said a ton is different you know the 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 goal is still the same that you're looking for spiritual growth you're looking for discipleship um, and you're looking for to build relationships, but just how you approach those things are, are of course, very, very different. So I think really the, the thing that sticks out to me the most about the difference between adult small groups and, and student small groups is that so much of what you're doing is like relational, like foundational work. So like it's all about, you know, especially there at the beginning is gaining that rapport with students and gaining... Yeah. Uh, because, you know, especially if you're leading a middle school group, uh, a sixth and seventh grade group, uh, especially a group of boys, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're going to be lucky to get through a 30 to 45 minute group conversation mm-hmm. with really anything mm-hmm. that is like meaningful happening, <laughs> uh, you know, but and often I think the temptation is to walk away and say that wasn't a meaningful small group. Mm-hmm. But if there was a relationship mm-hmm. built, mm-hmm. if there was an inside joke that came out of that, mm-hmm. guess what? You have created a relationship mm-hmm. and those things are going to lead to the more meaningful conversation. So we're as an adult group, you know, there's kind of a, a, a little bit more of a seriousness that in most groups that everybody's yeah. kind of there for the same reason. Yeah. The tone is different. The tone is very different. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you've got students there that maybe want to be there and yeah. some that their parents made them mm-hmm. come. And so you're already kind of at different expectations yes. for everybody. So that's, it sounds like that's what you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. So if you walk into the group and, and you walk away and everybody likes each other and wants to come back, that's a huge win yeah. uh, because then you're going to be able to, to drop in mm-hmm. and be able to teach truth, especially over a long period of time, yeah. which is what we have small group leaders would do. So relationships are key and, you know, paramount in small groups period but absolutely. for students mm-hmm. it's it's maybe even a, on steroids yes absolutely <laughs> i would say 80 percent of what you're doing in a small group time isn't really even about the small group discussion it's so much about what's happening outside of the small group 
Uh, are you showing up to games? Are you, uh, are, are you engaging in the group messages? Are mm-hmm. you doing the things? Because that is what's going to make that 20% of that time you're spending with them actually matter to them. Uh, because it matters what we're talking about. The, mm-hmm. the content's great, uh, but for students, it's that relationship. Are that, they going to listen uh-huh. at that point? Yeah. Are they, do you have the credibility built up in their life that this person cares about mm-hmm. me, this person is with me, he knows my life, and now all of a sudden, the more that happens, it sounds like, the more they're mm-hmm. tuned in to yeah. the spiritual truth that you might share in their yeah, life. Yeah, for sure, 100%. Yeah, because relationships are so important when it comes to leading students and leading student small groups, it's a big ask to do that, right? Like mm-hmm. to, to step into that space and say, I'm also going to give an evening to go to games and yeah. to go to Friday night and to have them over and to do lunch after church or something mm-hmm. like that. So, so what are you looking for in those small group leaders? What are Mm -hmm. some key characteristics? Yeah, When you're recruiting someone to say, you gotta step into this relational space. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are some of those things, what, you know, those things you're looking for in that person? So the key characteristics that we talk about with a student small group leader is healthy, relatable, and growing. So those are the three characteristics that we're constantly looking for. So when it comes to, are you a healthy person spiritually? Is your family healthy? Uh, if that if that student or that small group of students comes over to your house to hang out, to watch a game or something, they're going to see a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. Are they going to see uh, that you, you, even if you're an unmarried small group leader, are you, do you have those healthy relationships? Mm-hmm. Are you overall healthy spiritually, physically, all those different things just to mm-hmm. be a good model. Uh, then growing. Are you um, are you growing in your relationship with Jesus? You know, yeah. I think what deters a lot of small group leaders is that they think that that I got to be this role model and have it all together. And uh, well, you don't. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going, and and that's okay for even students to see on an appropriate mm-hmm. level that you don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are you growing? Are you showing up to? Are you are you taking your steps in your discipleship journey? Mm-hmm. And then the hardest one is: Are you relatable? Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is where when when you tell a small group leader or someone who's wanted to be a small group leader, hey, you're healthy, you're growing but you're just not relatable with mm-hmm. students, mm-hmm. that's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. Um, and, and again, the temptation is to think, well, I'm not a cool 25-year-old college student mm-hmm. or, uh, or young adult. How am I going to be relatable? But being relatable is so much less about being cool and just about like being willing to relate to them on their level. Yeah, because we've got older leaders Absolutely. in their 60s who are just knocking it out of the park mm-hmm. because For sure. they're relating to a certain segment and group of kids that yeah. need that kind of leader. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you might be young, you might be old. The relatable thing is not... Yeah, you know, it's not an age thing. It's not an age thing. It's not a cool thing. Mm-hmm. It's because every kid is different and every need is different. That's great. Yeah. So talk to me about uh, the rhythms for student small groups. What, what does it look like uh, here at FC. So, so when do they happen, first yeah. of all? Yeah, so we work in a middle school and high school model that are not two separate ministries, uh, that are one ministry just kind of operating at different service hours, basically. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we change the content in small groups, you know, to, to be appropriate for each level. Um, but what we're, what we're doing is that we have two worship experiences on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. The high school students, which for us is ninth through 12th grade, meet before, like at 6.30. Okay. And then uh, that's while the middle school students are in their worship experience. So they're and doing small groups. They're doing small groups at 6.30. Okay. 
while and, the middle schoolers are doing worship. Mm-hmm. And then uh, basically they just switch. Mm-hmm. So at 7.30, high schoolers are in worship experience, and then middle schoolers are in small groups. And so that's, that's on Wednesday night. That's on Wednesday night. And and kind of within the rhythms, we, we really try to encourage that you have an outside, what we call relational event, happening about every two months. Uh, so we're hoping that small group leaders are organizing relational things happening outside to to go get pizza together, to watch a game together, um, to do something together about every two months because that's the glue mm-hmm. that, again, that holds the groups together. So that's kind of the, the rhythm that we have. At the same time, they're mm-hmm. showing up to games whenever they can, you're not asking them to do that every week, Absolutely. but if they can go see yeah. one game a year, yes. you know, like, um, you know, my, my daughter's small group mm-hmm. leader was there last night yep. to see uh, her play in her tennis game. And mm-hmm. so that was just awesome to see yeah. that. And that was like her eyes lit up, you know, she was so excited, like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, this is, you know, so that was, that's huge for students. Yeah. And on that level, we, we talk about how we want you to show up regularly and show up randomly in mm-hmm. your student's life. Uh, and so regularly, you're at that rec, that regular small group talk every single week. But mm-hmm. then you're also randomly as you can. Mm-hmm. It's good. How are you holding a leaders account, small group leaders accountable to yeah. show up randomly? Yeah. So every small group leader in our ministry has a small group leader coach. OK, so they're at the uh, small group leaders are held to the leader level in our leadership pipeline, which I know you guys have talked about here on this podcast. Um, but then at the the coaches level, they're meeting with them uh, once or twice a semester to do what we call coaching coffees. And they're just sitting out, how's it going? Asking them those questions. What have you done? Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you done with your group? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you showing up? And they're able to have those kind of accountability uh, conversations right. to get feedback, to encourage. Uh, but they the coaches are really key of keeping people accountable because uh, in our student ministry right now, we have anywhere between 35 to 40 different small groups, uh, which means 35 to 40 times two small group leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a, one pastor to do that is impossible. So those coaches are key mm-hmm. for accountability. Yeah. yeah. We, we talked about coaching uh, mm-hmm. in the previous podcast. If you missed that podcast, uh, I encourage you to go back and listen to that because it is vital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so so when kids come on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. they go to to small group for forty five minutes. Yes, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not just yeah. It's not all relational time. Even there, you got yeah. a plan mm-hmm. that the small group leaders are preparing. They're coming in, hoping to have something happen. Yeah, uh, what what is that? So we spend a lot of time on our small group guides, and our small group guides we do in house curriculum basically. Uh, to where we're developing, um, you know, we're developing more than a small group leader would need because, uh, you know, a high school girls small group, that's kind of like the the longest lasting small group that is regularly happening. Uh, A sixth grade boys small group, if they get through 10 minutes of the content and and nobody talks and is able to listen and then respond, uh, and it's not just jokes the whole time, then that's a huge win. So what we do is we we really try to, you know, uh, for high school groups, we try to prepare talks that set the message up. So our prepare of small group guides that set the message up. So we are trying to basically um, give them things to talk about. So that way, when the high school communicator speaks, they're kind of 
putting the ball on the tee for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Now, for middle school, what we're trying to do is we're more setting up attention in the talk to lead to a small group conversation because small groups happen after the message for middle school students. So mm-hmm. uh, one, high school, because of our model, high school is designed to set up the talk. Middle school is more designed uh, to to kind of that tension be relieved mm-hmm. uh, and, in that. And so in that, though, it all kind of revolves around whatever that sermon is going to be. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. based off the sermon of that night, mm-hmm. which I think is is awesome as yeah. well. It models the same thing that adults are doing. And exactly. That, that, alignment. Mm-hmm. that consistency, I think, is is good for the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you mean by tension? So a middle school message, um, you know, he's not going to answer every single question. He's going to set up, how do we do that? How do we, how do we, how do we love our friends? How can we do that? I want you guys to go talk more about that with your small group leader. You know, to where that there's like, I want to apply this to my life. I need to apply this to my life, but maybe the specifics that you can talk through how to love your neighbor, mm-hmm. or you can talk through uh, how to stand up for your faith, or all those different applications can kind of get really specific in small groups based upon whether you're a sixth grader and you're still in an intermediate school or you're an eighth graders hanging around with ninth graders and 10th graders. So they're kind of setting that up to say, I want to do this. I need yeah. to do this. Now let's talk more practically about that in groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, no, that is good. You know, I, I think I think it's so important to to think about that importance of maturity for middle school and high schoolers, mm-hmm. and, and what you're trying to get out of those groups. Because because yeah, there is going to be a different goal. The goal yeah. is relational discipleship. The goal is relate relationships with smart leaders. There's a different goal for middle school for groups sure. and for sure. high school groups, and you know, and even kids groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. When it comes to, to to kids groups, so I'm going to ask you, I'm yeah. going to go to kids groups for a second okay. because you served in uh, a role where you, you know, facilitated leadership for all of our next gen ministries. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so do our kids small groups look different uh, than our student small group environments? Yes. Are we doing something different there? Yes, we are doing things differently. Uh, but what we try to do is, you know, again, just like a sixth grade small group is going to be different than a 12th grade small group. The K through first has their own curriculum that's different than the fourth through fifth. So fourth through fifth, that preteen curriculum looks more like a middle school curriculum uh, to where the, the K through one, they have crafts involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, you know, heavy icebreaker questions uh, and they're meeting for a long amount of time to like a middle school small group. They might be done in 20 minutes, but you got an hour and hour and 10 minutes to fill up. However you know, long the preacher, however preaches. long the and preacher preaches, <laughs> you need maybe some extra crafts on some Sundays. Um, so yes, they are different. Elementary is going to be heavy icebreaker, heavy story narrative driven, trying to find those application mm-hmm. points. And then uh, to where middle school is going to be more of a, uh, is going to be more thinking through things. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to engage their hands, their heart, and their head mm-hmm. with a elementary group to where we're moving more towards the heart and the head uh, and as we're trying to engage them in that. Yeah, appreciate you sharing that because what what I wanted to draw from our listeners is is I wanted to, our listeners to see that we have the same ministry philosophy mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. from birth through twelfth uh, grade. We're not we're not trying to do an educational model, yeah, in K to one, but we're we're really trying to from the beginning create alignment, yes, for what we consider 
our win mm-hmm. for relational discipleship, yeah. which is in small groups. Yes, and so what we even talk about is that whether you are a uh, a leader for a baby's environment or the 12th grade environment, you have the same principles guiding the way you, you operate. So uh, to where a baby, a baby's environment, a lot of what you're doing is connecting with the parent right. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so the if you're going to, what we talk about is lead small, which is Orange's uh, leadership of small group philosophy. Um, you know, you need to lead small with the baby's environment with those parents to make sure that you're present in their lives to right. show up because that'll directly impact if that kid's a fifth grader and still in that ministry. So you talk about lead small. What, what does it yeah. mean to lead small? So leading small is uh, by Reggie Joyner and the orange philosophy of leading small groups. So we talk about how lead small means, number one, the five principles are to, to be present. So okay. you're showing up regularly, randomly, mentally in your small groups uh, environments. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is to create a safe place. So in babies' environments, you know, that's a very... Uh, you're making sure that room stays safe, mm-hmm. the right parents are picking up. And but in as the kids get older, you're helping them uh, know that this is a safe place to share. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, but it's also about the, the policies and procedures as yeah. well. But it's more so about creating that place where mm-hmm. a student can share what's going on. And then number three is to partner with parents. So uh you're you're no matter what environment you're serving in, from the smallest all the way to the biggest is that you are making sure there's a relationship with the parents because yeah. no matter how good of a small group leader mm-hmm. you are, the parent always has more influence for sure. better or for worse. Mm-hmm. So we're coming alongside of them. Mm-hmm. And then we're making it personal. And so we're sharing our story. We're sharing appropriate things in our lives that we've struggled with in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way we can meet them where they're at to show that this is not this is not just a an educational thing. This yeah. is something that's real to me. Yeah. And then we're moving them out. And mm-hmm. so the fifth principle is move them out because there's one day that they're not going to be in our ministry anymore. Yeah. They're going to go to college. They're going to graduate from preschool into elementary. Mm-hmm. And we want always working and always leading with the end in mind mm-hmm. as it comes to that because we want to make sure that their journey continues on past yeah. us. And as a parent, you know, I've had little kids now. My mm-hmm. kids are all teenagers. I have four teenagers. Like, um, the idea of partnering with me is is critical. It's huge. Like I, I want and mm-hmm. know that I need help. And yeah. so the the older my kids get, it seems the the less, you know, they're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I do know that they're listening and I do know that they're asking questions, even though that might not be to me. I know it's going to be someone and I want that someone to be yeah. their small group leader. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think that is so pivotal and huge in the life of students specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, par- parenting ministry is relational discipleship, mm-hmm. very yeah. much so. Uh, and I think when you get to show up in, in the life of a student or mm-hmm. a child uh, in a relational way where you're showing up regularly mm-hmm. and randomly, mm-hmm. but you're also doing that regularly and randomly for parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. As you said, yeah. it, it really is an incredible thing. And mm-hmm. that's a huge difference. Uh, again, another difference between adult ministry and student ministry is is this partnering with mm-hmm. parents like yes. you know an, an adult leader that's pouring into a student you know is also important for, for that person to have a relationship with mom and dad like I, I know for me when when small group leaders of my kids come up and just say hey, I want you to know that you know uh, Bailey is just doing incredible this is I see God's hand and working and this and that I mean it just lights me up Mm -hmm. you know it just Mm -hmm. it just fuels me and so that helps me that helps 
her mom. And that's just a, a really uh, positive thing for the life of your church. And so I think it's important to teach mm-hmm. your small group leaders of students all of these principles and, and back them up so that they get excited about not just discipling a, a, a student, but helping mom and dad yeah. as well. For yeah. sure. That's right. And so Landon, thank you for being on yeah. Thanks for having the me. episode today, talking about uh, student ministry, kids ministry, small group ministry, how all that comes together. Yes. And so thank you so much, Landon, for being a part of the episode today. Uh, it's awesome to, to hear your passion for small groups and, and kids small groups, student small groups, how all those things come together. And thank you so much for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast. The last five episodes have been on small group ministry. So go back and listen to those to catch you up to today's conversation. And uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, let's continue to be busy with the right things. Thank you for listening to the Busy Pastor Podcast. As we close today's episode, we want to invite you to do a few things. Join the Busy Pastor community today by going to busypastor.org and filling out the form. You'll receive more free resources, starting with our Fab Five resource, helping you determine the five things only you can do. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Busy Pastor. If you liked today's episode, subscribe to the Busy Pastor and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. For more resources, join the Busy Pastor community by going to busypastor.org. The Busy Pastor podcast is produced by Andrew Lindstrom, video production Jake Tipton, audio engineer Brian Papik, music by Brandon Sharp, and graphics by Zach Shaddix. See you next week. Until then, let's be busy with the right things.